Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back to Today's Issues. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. And I'm joined in studio by Fred Jackson and now Steve Jordahl, news reporter for OneNewsNow.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> we can have, hey, let's go. Let's do it again. <laughs> do it again. Let's run it again. That wasn't we very good. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Well, let's improve a little bit. All right, Steve. Well, uh, let's uh, let's just jump right in. What We're kind of jump. news? What kind of news stories we get? Well, let's talk about uh, one of the squad members, Ilhan Omar, who uh, was caught saying that the America. She was saying that America and Israel are just like Hamas and the Taliban. Yes, in, in that, that was several doing weeks ago. Yeah, terrorist uh, things. Well, she was asked about that. Uh, J- Jake Tapper asked her, and she he asked her, "Do you regret saying that?" To which she said no, and then she accused again the U.S. of not of not doing the right thing. Cut eleven. I have welcomed any time you know my colleagues have asked to have a conversation to to learn from them for them to learn from me. I think it's really important for uh, these members to realize that they haven't been partners in injustice. They haven't been um, you know equally engaging. Uh, in seeking justice uh, around the world. She was talking about Jewish members of Congress yeah, there? Jewish members of Congress called her out. And of said, her own party. Of her own party, Democrat, and said that that was anti-Semitic, what she said. But she doesn't think so. Well, so she, she doesn't care. So she, she believes that Jewish members of Congress should be going after Israel just like she is. Yes. Well, she believes everybody, the world court, the yeah. world opinion. Yeah. Well, and it goes beyond that now. She says they have not been partners in justice. Right. The Jewish people are some of the most benevolent and some of the most strongest in the arena of seeking true justice in true situations where justice is required. I mean, when when you talk... I love the people... I know. Calm yourself down. (laughs) I I love the Jewish people. I love Israel. What a lot of people don't know, and there have been story after story after story, a Palestinian terrorist attacks in Israel. And that Palestinian that terrorist is stopped. They then take that Palestinian terrorist and treat his wounds in an Israeli hospital. Right. That's true. To make sure he recovers. And to say that these Jewish members, these Democrat Jewish members of Congress, are not partners in justice is just a bold face lie. They give the building, anyone in the buildings are going to bomb like hours, to five or six hours to get out before they bomb the building. Yes. They, they, they want to minimize the, the loss of life. And we've, as we've pointed out many times before on the show, groups like Hamas have in their charter their intent to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. By the way, I do want to mention, just to be fair here, that uh, Fox News has a story on Representative Omar's uh, c- controversial comments, and it points out that not all the condemnation of uh, uh, Ilhan Omar comes from Jews. Uh, they quote Azra Nomani. This is pretty interesting. Azra Nomani, who's vice president of Parents Defending Education and co-founder of the Muslim Reform Movement, said in a tweet 
this is what a modern day Muslim supremacist looks like. <laughs> so you you have someone who's co-founder of the Muslim reform movement saying what we all know. Okay, now we're not allowed to say it, but I mean we we technically are, but the, the culture says, well, you're being Islamophobic. Well, you have a presumed Muslim here, Azra Nomani, saying that Ilhan Omar is a modern-day Muslim supremacist. Yeah. And uh, I found that pretty interesting. Yeah. So the, uh, the the couple of the squad members who are Muslim, they, they are the squad members are becoming real problems for the Democratic Party. Yes. Can Nancy Pelosi now come out and defend what Ilhan Omar said about these Democrat colleagues are not partners in justice? She will... Probably, I want to leave some room to be surprised. She will probably ignore it, mm-hmm. and I don't think you're going to see the mainstream media media asking her about it. So Omar will skate like it never with, happened. Yeah, like it never happened. Yep. All right, Steve. All right, uh, Trump derangement syndrome. It's a real thing. It is, and it's not just showing up in politics either. There was a hearing uh, this week uh, of the Select Subcommittee on Coronavirus Crisis. I didn't know they had one of those, but they did do. Republicans are on it, including Dr. Brett Girard, who is uh, also a, um, a congressman from Tennessee. I'm sorry. He's a, he's a forced – let me reset that. Brett Girard was the, giving testimony. He's a former four-star admiral in the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps – and he was talking with Dr. Mark Green, a congressman from Tennessee. And I want you to hear what the scientific community was, is doing. Uh, cut 12. President Trump was a controversial figure. Okay, we were controversial in the Trump administration. But there was such bias against the president that even thinking that you were helping the president, you were uh, you know, excommunicated from the scientific community. And I think that's a really important factor. And if you, so if I, I want to I yes, just dig in on that a little bit. What I just heard from you is that there is a new bias in our scientific community, and it is Trump. And if you are going to research anything that could, you know, prove the president's statements true, then, then that absolutely is rejected out of hand and therefore a form of bias. Is that what I'm hearing? You are hearing that. There it is. Did he say you're here? You are hearing that. Correctly? You are hearing that coming. You are hearing exactly that. what okay. I'm saying. You're understanding okay. me. And and to his point, remember early on, year and a half ago, in the early days of the pandemic, President Trump, acting on the advice he was getting at the time, wanted to stop flights coming in from China. Right. Remember that? Oh yeah. You remember how the Democrats reacted to that? Trump, you're a racist. Trump was following the science. But because that that science supported what Trump was saying, and Trump believed and trusted his scientists, because he wanted to stop those planes coming in from China, thereby has a method to at least slow down the spread of the virus, he was called a racist by the Democrats. So to, to Brett uh, Gira's... Uh, I think it's Girard. Girard. I, to, yeah. his, to his point, to support Trump these days is to question science. Well, you know, funny as time passes, how much Trump did, what he said, what he tried to do is true, is, is proving <laughs> he was right. true. He was right. He was right about uh, 
trying to enhance the time frame for getting vaccinations in place. Right. By the way, it was Trump who created the uh, framework to get the vaccinations out there quickly. I remember him talking about using military, using Walgreens right. Right. to get people vaccinated. All of those things, which now Biden is now doing and taking credit for. So I, I wish people would just go back and study the history of all of this over the last 18 months and understand. But to his point, if you agree with Trump, you're the enemy. Well, I'm, I, let me just say this. I, I think, and I've said this before, and many people have, I'm sure, but... Um, when, when the history of this is written, and I, again, I'm not talking about 50 years from now. I'm talking about, you know, two years from now. Mm-hmm. I think what we're going to find is that the scientific community is going to get a black eye, mm-hmm. all right, because of the politics that they allowed in and the politics, the political considerations, like we just heard, that clouded their judgment. And the media is, is going to get a black eye because of the fact that they continued to simply attack Donald Trump, regardless of what some of the science was saying. And Big Social is also going to get a black eye because they absolutely put a blanket over any contradictory information that would appear on their platforms. I'm talking about Twitter. I'm talking about you know YouTube, what, what have you, Facebook. They, so those three are going to get a big black eye, and it's going to be a long time before members of the scientific community are going to be able to say to the American people, trust us, mm-hmm. we, the science will show us the way that we should go because everyone's going to be saying, yeah, like you did during COVID. Yeah. And it be- gets worse than that because if you deny science, if you just out of hand say whatever Trump is for, we're against, that means that they were, and they were, against a drug like hydroxychloroquine. Right. All of a sudden, he says it. No, it's it's useless. And you couldn't say it on and, the big social either. No, but how many people may have may have died because they weren't treated properly with drugs that President Trump saw or was told were effective, and the scientific community just denied out of Trump derangement? That, that's a great example. And then I would also bring the example uh, of the uh, source of the pandemic itself. Now, I, I don't know what history will ultimately uh, tell us, and uh, hopefully the truth will come out. But it was President Trump and others uh, on the conservative side of the issue who were calling, saying, I, I, is it, isn't it at least possible that this escaped from the Wuhan lab? Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that argument, even that question was snuffed out. And if it becomes clear that that is where COVID-19 came from, that's another area where you're going to have all three of those, the scientific community, media, and big social are going to get a big black eye and they're going to lose a tremendous amount of trust. And the ultimate example, again, of uh, because Trump said this, we're not going to agree with it. This, what you just heard, the clip you just heard, occurred at a hearing yesterday that Republicans called for, not one Democrat would come to that hearing. Not one would even show up because they're too busy dealing with January 6th. Right. So they wouldn't come to that hearing because it is Donald Trump and other Republicans that are saying, let's at least look at the idea that this came from that Wuhan lab. Yeah. They're refusing to show up for a hearing. 
we're living in a brave new world. I mean that both liter- literally and literature. Lully. Yes, <laughs> <That's a> word. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. <laughs> All right, um, Senator uh, Senator Lindsey Graham from South Carolina is worried. He's seeing the Biden administration's policies towards Israel, and they're not very robust. They're not doing a really good job. So he was on Hannity last night, and this is what he said. He said the Iranians are playing President Biden like a fiddle. He compared the uh, he compared the Ayatollah there to a religious Nazi. Hitler wanted a master race. The Ayatollah wants a master religion, and he said because of, and all the violence is going on. He said, "I've never been more worried than I am right now about a war between Israel and Iran." We're close. Yeah, it's got some biblical implications there. It it, it does, and here here's the thing. I I have great sympathy, Fred. For Israel, I understand Benjamin Netanyahu is no longer the prime minister, but uh, you, you, they used to be able to count on America's support as the lone de- democracy in that region. I know they're not perfect. I'm, uh, you know, no one's arguing that they are. But under the Obama administration, eight years, that began to change. They got a four-year reprieve with a very pro-Israel president, President Trump. Now here we are again, another four years at least, of a Democratic president, and things seem to be going in the opposite direction again. And if you're Israel, you're thinking, we may have to deal with Iran on our own because we're not going to be able to get help from the United States and the Biden administration if if Lindsey Graham, who uh, now he's he's is he on uh, what what committee is he on? Is he on Foreign Relations Committee or? Uh, I'll look that up. And anyway, um, I'm I'm guessing that he has a great deal of information that we don't have. Uh, I, I'm 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 guessing he's saying that about being afraid of a war between Israel and Iran because Israel's on their own. But you know. Uh, I just believe Israel will take care of business. Yeah. Uh, it will. Uh, we saw even during the Trump years that when Israel Israel had military missions, let's just put it, into Syria and into Iran to take care of business. Israel will take care of business. Right. But I always go back uh, to Genesis 12, that God will bless those who bless Israel and God will curse those who curse Israel. And the Biden administration may not think it's accountable uh, to the American people, but they are accountable to God. Right. And they better be careful. Um, and to to your point, though, already since Joe Biden became president after uh, the bombing that we had a few months ago, uh, Hamas throwing missiles into Israel, uh, Biden's response to that was, we're going to give Hamas a whole bunch of money to rebuild. Right. In Gaza, a whole bunch of money. That's foolishness because they will take that money and they will build new tunnels. Right. And they will buy more missiles from Iran, from their friends in Iran. Uh, We have the Biden administration that says we want to go back to that deal that Barack Obama made with Iran. All right. That deal will just encourage Iran. And they've already said this. We're going to go ahead with our nuclear program. Right. So. The United States has to be careful because of the consequences of an almighty God. 
upon them and uh, upon this administration. I, I just believe there's a large contingent in this country, not just Republicans, not just evangelical Christians and others who support Israel, but for the very fact, as you point out, Israel's the only democracy in that part of the world. Right. It's a tiny post-it stamp of a nation. Uh, Netanyahu used to say, we live in a rough neighborhood. Yes. Hamas over here on the West. We got Hezbollah in Lebanon. Then we're dealing with the Syrians and the Iranians. Uh, but you know what? Just read the history, folks. Even since Israel was reformed in 1948, there have been three wars, three attempts to wipe out Israel. Right. Three attempts. Every one of them have failed dramatically. And in the end, Israel has taken more territory. Yep. Uh, for the record, uh, Lindsey Graham serves on the Judiciary Committee, the Appropriations Committee. He's the ranking member of the Budget Committee, and he serves on the Environment and Public Works Committee. What does yep. he do with his day? I think he commits. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's busy. He's a busy guy. He just came back from Israel. Okay. Yeah. Just had a visit there. All right. Steve, All right. what else? Um, I This uh, transgender thing is so sad. It is uh, the way that it's hurting people, and even some families are buying into it. Uh, Dateline Australia, there's a mom who has a daughter who wants to be a son. So... She, they started, they ordered some drugs and they started giving him drugs that would block the estrogen content. This is a, uh, this is a girl. That, it's so a they, girl. Okay. It's how, a girl. how old is the girl? Uh, she's 15 year old. Okay. So at 15, so they give her these hormone blockers and then she gets sick. She has a, she's, she has hot flashes. She, she has a fever. They can't figure it out. They can't figure it out until. Oh, yeah. My son was going through menopause at 15 years old, and she is so happy about that. Yeah, you told us about this story in our story meeting, and it is, Steve, it is very, very sad because here you have a mom who is – now. I, look, I understand when it's your kids, you want them to be happy, but this mother is delusional just as delusional as the daughter. And what is sad about this, we, we, we know this because we ha- have the testimony of Laura Perry, who was on our film, In His Image. Folks, you can go to inhisimagemovie.com and watch this powerful, powerful documentary. Her testimony on, on that is included. She came out of the transgender lifestyle when she gave her heart to Jesus. But these drugs that they're giving to this 15-year-old girl – I mean, allowing someone that young to make a permanent decision about their lives, this girl taking these drugs will never, never be able to have children. I mean, there's all sorts of biological ramifications for taking these drugs. These are permanent changes in, a, in, in many respects. And, and to be so delusional as to think your daughter it it, it 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 was she actually going through uh, menopause? I well, mean, obviously a, a son can't. That's, that's what, what happens. Wh- it it is kind of menopause. The drug that she was taking is called. Oh, I had her here. Um, it well, what it does is it it gets rid of the um, estrogen. Okay. When you when you get rid of estrogen, that's what happens. The the women going through menopause have a reduction in in estrogen. Yeah. Estrogen. Okay. 
So, so, so now the, the delusion Lutheran. is thinking that her son, quote unquote, was going through Lutheran. menopause because that's impossible now, for a boy. But listen to what she said. She says, as a parent, it's been a massive adjustment from having a pony loving, curly haired daughter to the masculine young man that lives in my house and towers over me. But I know about parenting. All I know about parenting is that I'm just the custodian to these children living in my home. I'm here to love them and do what I can to help them grow into whoever they know themselves to be. Oh, that just, I'm sorry. That I just, can think of someone else who should have Ill. custody just, from that custodian. just makes me ill. All right. Let's, let's, let's move on All right. from, from a couple, that. A couple more positive things. Yes. What in the world has gotten into um, the senator from... Iowa, Chuck Grassley. My goodness. He was at a fundraiser that was uh, raising money for a group that helps veterans. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. They were raising funds for a group that helps that. And Chuck Grassley challenged Tom Cotton to a push-up contest, 22 push-ups. They did 22 push-ups. Chuck Grassley is 87 years old. He's 87 and could do 22 push-ups. And I was looking. Then they were real push-ups. They was were, that, was they, it Cotton the other? Cotton, yeah. Tom and Cotton's, Co- and Cotton's only what, late 30s, early yeah. 40s? Yeah, he's, he, he probably had no problem doing it. But Chuck Grassley, I'll tell you what, 22 push-ups, you don't accidentally do 22 push-ups. <laughs> Chuck Grassley, I, I was shocked when you told us, told us about this story. I, I, was, I was shocked that Chuck Grassley at 87 could pull that off. But yeah. he, he must do that every day. I, I would guess it, were, it does frequently does push-ups to be able to do that. You, in other words, you don't you don't stumble upon doing that and do it by accident. Yeah, kudos to him. Yeah, yeah, for staying for in shape. Yeah, that's wonderful. So Darren James and his family uh, wouldn't go to check their bank account like uh, so many of us do often, and they got a shock because the bank had put some money in that they didn't, you know, they given them some money that didn't belong to them. But they gave they gave them money to the tune of fifty billion dollars with a B with a B. So he goes and looks in his account, and he's got fifty billion dollars available to him. <laughs> and it takes four days for the bank to realize they'd made a uh, mistake, and he knew it wasn't his, so he spent none of it. I was wondering, did he get the interest from it? Um, you know, if, I, I was just now thinking as you were saying that, I wonder if, if they do that and you move it to some sort of, in, knowing that they're going to come looking for it, and you move it to some sort of interest-bearing account, I wonder if that's illegal. I think the minute you move it, it shows intent to, to steal, to, to take it. I think that they'd have a good case. You can plead that, no, I was just putting it here. It's the talents. It's the biblical uh, <laughs> uh, story of the talents. Uh, but... It, Four days' interest at two percent is twenty-five million dollars. What I'm talking about—that's that's so. Insane. What's the moral of this story? <laughs> Stop checking your bank account every day. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Let it let, let it go. Let it go. Let it go for about three days. Uh, oh, do we have to? Oh, we don't. Uh, tomorrow we got to do that. The dog story. The dog story. Oh, okay. So, folks, we get, we got another dog story tomorrow. This one was hard to believe, I, I, but it, it is apparently true, and there's video to prove it. So that's a little tease for tomorrow. Yes. We've got a good dog story we'll try to close with. Anyway, folks, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Today's Issues. And we'll be back tomorrow with more great programming, great stories, 
But more great programming is directly ahead on American Family Radio. And Lord willing, we will see you on this show tomorrow. Thank you.